With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good afternoon. Welcome to Sports Nothing But Sports with Kent Sterling for Monday, January 27th, 2020. Brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry, Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best that there's ever been. That's what he is. He's the best dentist of all time. You want to go to the best dentist of all time? All you have to do is call 317-849-2933. How do I know that he's the best dentist of all time? Because I've been a patient of his for the last 26 years. That's why. All right, let's talk about sports. I want to talk about Indiana because yesterday, Indiana lost a game at Simon Scott Assembly Hall against Maryland by a point. Trace Jackson Davis with a shot, three seconds left, doesn't fall. And because of that, a lot of people are losing their minds over Indiana playing basketball. And I'm saying, wait a minute. There are a lot of reasons to be optimistic about Indiana basketball. I know they're 5-4 and four in the Big Ten. they got to get to 10-10 and 10 if you want to lock down a spot in the NCAA. I get all of that. they got tough games coming up at Penn State and at Ohio State this week. they got a home-and-home home against Purdue. they got road trips to Illinois and Michigan coming up. They finish the season with home games against Wisconsin and Minnesota. So I know it looks difficult and it looks bleak after they win. But if Trace had been able to hit the shot, what would you think today? You'd think, holy hell, this team's on a roll. They came back from the dead yesterday. They were down 14. They took an eight-point lead. They had multiple chances to expand that lead. They didn't get it done. And you know what? They they pulled their fat out of the fire in the end to win the game. That's what you would think if that shot had fallen. I'm telling you, you shouldn't think anything different about them today. Yes, a loss is not a win. And a loss is something you rue. And you tend to go over the last 10 minutes and point at different things, like Finnessy missing a front end of a one-on-one, Jerome Hunter's turnover, Devontae Green with a terrible lob pass that caused a wasted possession. You look at Trace missing the shot, but let me do this for you. Let me give you five reasons to be really, really optimistic about what Indiana basketball is right now. Number one, Jerome Hunter. 
27 minutes yesterday. This is a kid, they didn't know whether he was going to play basketball again. They've managed his minutes, and now they're kind of turning him loose. He hit some threes yesterday. He was really good on the defensive end. He he kind of gets lost a little bit, but that's what you would expect of a kid who spent a year plus on the shelf. All right, so Jerome Hunter is a reason to be legitimately excited moving forward. That's number one. Number two is Rob Finnessy's health. He looked to, to come back very, very nicely in that game yesterday against Maryland because toward the end of the game against Michigan State, it looked like he was hobbled a little bit. Like over the course of that game, he kind of lost his ankle a little bit and it started ache some. And yesterday, I thought he played really, really well, extended minutes. The more Rob Finnessy plays, the better Indiana is going to be. Number three, Devontae Green played better yesterday. I know what you're thinking. Toward the end of the game, he missed a bunch of shots. He did make that layup, right, which was a tough-ass layup, but he got it in the jar. Yesterday, in the first half, he made a couple of threes. That was very nice. He didn't have a turnover yesterday, although I don't know how that missed lob, that errant lob, does not go down as a turnover for Devontae Green. I'm not sure where that nested on the stat sheet, but the, the stat sheet said that Devontae Green didn't have any turnovers yesterday. I thought that he played well, and if they had won, he would have been a reason that they did win. Now, that's all he's got to do is knuckle down and play good defense and then take the shots that come to him offensively and be one of the five on the four, not four shots. If he can get that done, he can be a reason that Indiana wins games instead of being a reason that Indiana loses games. I loved that Trace Jackson Davis called for the ball late in that final possession, got it, and then found a way to take a high-percentage shot. All right? Trace Jackson Davis is a freshman with the stones to say, all right, boys, get me the ball. I'm going to win us the game. I like that a lot. I think that Trace Jackson Davis has been really good as a freshman for Indiana. I know they don't have much else. They don't make a lot of threes, so they've got to run their offense kind of inside out. I get that, although they did make some threes yesterday. I like the fact that Trace is saying, give me the ball. I'm going to win the damn game. All right, boys? I like that about him. I think he's got, for lack of a better word, moxie. How about that? That's a good word. That should not have gone out of our vernacular like in the 1930s. That kid's got moxie, I tell you. There's nothing wrong with that. I like that. It's a gangster movie. You expect it to come out of Jimmy Cagney's mouth. Well, you know what? I still think it works, and it works in the case of Trace Jackson Davis. And then the fifth reason I'm bullish on Indiana is Joey Brunk. Because Joey Brunk is bringing lift from an energy perspective and an execution perspective. He is lifting this team. There, are, there are, have been two factions with Indiana basketball for the longest time. You've had guys who are trying to bring lift, and you have guys who are sinking the ship. You have those two guys, guys who are pulling from the bottom and pulling guys down. Right, Honor Mascara Perea was a pull-downer. Right, he, You know what? Societally, he was not good for Indiana's basketball culture at all. The uh, Dave's Food Mart deal, which is at the corner of, what is that, Dunn and, uh, and 17th, 
right where he's in the car with Thomas Bryant. Thomas Bryant's got a bottle of vodka between his legs. It's a big mess, and he wasn't even a student at that point. He was like at East Tennessee, but was visiting. He was still in absentia. Having gone and been told to get the hell out and transfer, he was still a guy who was pulling Indiana players down. I don't think that there are people who are pulling down as hard as Joey Brunk is lifting up. And that's a reason to feel very good about Indiana basketball. Joey Brunk, I'm telling you, man, you look at his stat line, and his stat line does not tell the story of what Joey Brunk does for this team and the positive effect that he's had on it. So those are the five ways I think you have to look through kind of the that filter from the other side. If you're down about Indiana because of that 77-76 loss yesterday to Maryland, you got to look at it positively headed into these two road games this week. And I think that those are five legitimate reasons to be very bullish on the Indiana Hoosiers. I think Indiana is going to go to the NCAA tournament and then look out, baby, next year. Next year, they're going to be good. They're bringing in three guys who may get some minutes, and even if they don't, you're losing two guys, and you're gonna listen. You're gonna have a starting lineup of Trace Jackson Davis, Justin Smith. Um, you're gonna have Jeremy Hunter. You're gonna have Armand Franklin, Al Durham. You're gonna have Rob Finnessy, and you're gonna have more than that coming back. I'm really bullish on Indiana and what Indiana is going to be starting next year, and I think you should be too. All right, let's talk about Pacers and Victor Oladipo. Wednesday night at Bankers Life Fieldhouse, Vic's going to come back. There will be a media availability tomorrow at about 2.15 at the St. Vincent Center. I'll be there, of course, and we'll talk to a bunch of people tomorrow for sports and other but sports. For today, though, we're going to speculate on what Victor coming back is going to mean. It's going to take some time for him to get kind of his sea legs back and get back up to game speed. I think that he should be a part of the starting lineup because I don't think it does Indiana any good whatsoever to have him as a backup playing with T.J. McConnell and Aaron Holiday and, and those guys, uh, Doug McDermott, that second unit. I don't think you need to get him to be able to accommodate what they're doing and be a part of what they're doing. What Victor's got to do is he's got to become a member of that first unit. They have to figure out how to play with him. He's got to figure out how to play with them. The sooner that happens, the better for the Pacers. So I think he should start. Jeremy Lamb goes to the second unit. Lamb was really good last night at Portland, had like 27 points. Sabonis with another triple-double. I think that Victor Oladipo is going to make the Pacers a better defensive team. And then offensively, because he's been working like a madman on his shot. Right Since he's been ambulatory after that quad tendon repair surgery, he's been working on his shot, and his shot has improved. He hadn't wasted this time. He hadn't just been sitting in a Barca lounger, for God's sake, drinking pina coladas, watching reruns of Hogan's Heroes. That's not what Vic's been doing. Vic's been working at the game in the way that he could, and that was a lot of shooting. So I think his shot has really improved, and he, along with Brogdon, along with Warren, right, along with Miles Turner, they are going to be four guys who can hit threes and are going to space the floor for the other guys. This is going to be a really productive offense. And then defensively, guarding opposing twos, 
things are going to be a little bit different. I think that if you put either Brogdon or Oladipo on Lillard last night, Lillard wouldn't have got 50, and I think that the Pacers win that game. So that's the kind of game that Victor Oladipo is going to allow you to be more competitive in. He's going to be a plus guy in the plus minus. That's what Victor Oladipo is going to do, and these games are really set up very, very nicely for your Indiana Pacers. That's the, the, the schedule coming up, I think, really sets up nicely for the Pacers. They've got the Bulls on Wednesday night. By the way, seven of these eight games are going to be at home prior to the All-Star break. So you've got the Bulls, you've got the Knicks, you've got Dallas coming up Wednesday, Saturday, Monday. Then next week on Wednesday, they go to Toronto. They come back to play Toronto on Friday. Then they've got uh, New Orleans, and you know who comes to town with New Orleans, assuming that he's healthy. That happens on Saturday, February 8th. And then they play Brooklyn and Milwaukee on Monday and Wednesday, both those games at home. So in the next eight games, they only play Toronto on the road. The other games all at home, and I think all of them winnable. You could even win that game before the break against the Bucs. Maybe they've checked out. Maybe at that point, they're like, you know what? I, I, got, I got a beach house rented down in Cabo. Let's get going. I want to fly there. And they're going to be in a hurry to start their All-Star break. Maybe Giannis is going to think, boy, oh boy, I can't wait for the All-Star game. I don't know. Let's talk about the Chicago Cubs because we found out today that Nick Castellanos has signed a free agent deal to become a member of the Cincinnati Reds. So the Cubs have lost Castellanos. We also found out that Brandon Kinsler is going to Miami one year, three million. Castellanos, four years, 64 million, although he can opt out after the first year. Who have the Cubs picked up? Well, that's a hell of a good question, right? I don't even know who their fifth starter is going to be. It could be Alan Mills. I'm not really terribly familiar with Alec Mills's work. All right, he's six four, one ninety. Not a lot of Major League Baseball experience. He's twenty eight years old. Their bullpen, having lost uh, Kinsler, Kinsler was a nice guy who could come in and get a couple of outs. So what you've got out of the bullpen. You know, you, you, we know that they made that deal for Craig Kimbrell. They signed him as a free agent last year, and that contract lasts through this year. So we'll see what happens. Morrow is coming back, and hopefully he regains his health. If he does, if those guys both pitch to their potential, you got a chance to have a really productive bullpen. If those guys crap out, you got no bullpen whatsoever. The Cubs, and you don't have a center fielder. I don't believe you've got, do you think they got a center fielder on this roster right now? I don't, Nico Horner, can he go out and play center? I don't know. Who's their second baseman? Is that David Bodie? Is that Daniel Descalso, God forbid? Is that Robo Garcia? I don't know who plays second for this group. This is a, a tough roster to project as being really successful. Now, they got guys right now, today, Chris Bryant's still on the roster, Anthony Rizzo on the roster. You've got Jason Hayward. You know, you've got Wilson Contreras. You've got Kyle Schwarber. You've got some guys who can play. But other than that, you got holes, baby, lots of holes. You felt really good about them last year coming out of camp, and it didn't come together for them. Uh, Joe Madden, gone, replaced by David Ross. This is a... This is a roster that is going to have to be fundamentally sound in order to win baseball games in the National League Central. Last year, they were not. 
They were allowed to kind of drift and do their own thing, and that didn't work at all. We saw that. They became a bad base running team. In 15 and 16, they were a really good base running team. They were a really good fielding team where they hit cutoff men. The details were executed correctly. The I's were dotted. The T's were crossed. Now what do you have with the Cubs? You got problems, baby. Problems that had them. Look at, look at the lineage of Cubs managers. No Cubs manager, back to Frank Chance, had the level of success that Joe Madden had. And Frank Chance, I think, was a manager through 1910 or 1911, 1912, right there before World War I. And they, they let this guy go to the California Angels because they just kind of got tired of him and he allowed these guys to play baseball at a different level, not a fundamentally sound level. So anyway, uh, Cubs baseball, we're going to keep an eye on it, but we are not bullish this year because that that rotation, like we don't know what the five is, but we do know the other guys. We know that you got Kyle Hendricks and John Lester and Jose Quintana and you Darvish. And if Darvish can stay healthy, maybe you've got your ace and a bunch of guys who would be a three- or four-level starter everywhere else. We'll see. Anyway, spring training set to start in a uh, about three weeks, a couple of weeks, three weeks. We'll get that rolling, and it's never too early to start talking about baseball because, frankly, it makes us feel a little bit warm inside. That is Sports Nothing But Sports for Monday, January twenty seventh, 2020. We'll be back tomorrow morning with Breakfast with Kent on Facebook Live straight up at 8 o'clock on Periscope Live, which you can also consume through Twitter. That'll be at about 8.15. We'll talk about Indiana basketball. We'll preview the Pacers game. And you know what? Tomorrow night, two huge games for uh, Purdue. They're on the road. Butler, they're on the road. They both need wins in the worst way. And they are hard to come by in both the Big Ten and the Big East. Again, we'll do that tomorrow morning at 8. Want to remind you, oops, The Art of Learning from Mistakes and Adventures, which I wrote. It's available on Amazon, barnesandnoble.com, goodreads.com. You can order the audiobook, the ebook, or the hardcover book. They make wonderful gifts. So enjoy please, and uh, order with all my, uh, all my assurances that you'll enjoy this. It's, it's a great poop book. You go to keep it in the bathroom at home, read a chapter when you're on the, on the toilet. Uh, it's oops for poops, and uh, that's how we're marketing the book because guys love to read on the toilet. So what are you going to do? Join me tomorrow morning, brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.